Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Early Days Podcast. A show about the hustle, the excitement, the doubts, the successes, the failures, the ups and downs of building a business from scratch. My name is Marin Gerov, and with my co-founder Julian Somerjeev, we interview fellow entrepreneurs about their experience of starting businesses. As we are building our own apparel company and documenting our early days, we wanted to go behind the scenes with other entrepreneurs and find out what their early days, weeks, months and years were like. Our guest today is Nat Wong, founder of Water Inception. Water Inception is an organization dedicated to helping refugees in Libya by providing them an atmospheric water generator that will produce 400 liters per day of fresh, clean, drinkable water. Nat is himself a former Vietnam refugee who grew up in Switzerland. What he's doing is really impressive. In our conversation, we go behind the scenes to learn the backstory and the why behind Water Inception, the technology powering this innovation, how they're marketing and financing the initiative. Actually, they're using crowdfunding, so Water Inception is still in this crowdfunding stage. Go over to waterinception.org and check out the project and support Nat on this impressive and ambitious journey. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show with Nat Wong from Water Inception. All right, so my story is basically, uh, first of all, I'm Vietnamese and uh, my parents and I arrived to Switzerland shortly after the end of the Vietnam War because uh, they, they were part of the hundreds of thousands of people who left Vietnam uh, from the south uh, after the war and they, they arrived to Malaysia where I was actually born. And uh, so I have with me this, this luggage of, of a refugee, even though I don't have a, a, an experience really living in camps. Um, I, I kind of relate to them. And, and what happened was that uh, by chance one day, a year ago, a bit more, I, I discovered, um, you know, by chance on YouTube, uh, a technology that uh, I believe uh, could impact millions of lives. And that technology are called atmospheric water generators. And it was made by an inventor, a Spanish, uh, he was, he's a Spanish retired engineer who made the machine that basically can extract the humidity from the air and turn it into drinkable water. So it used the, the processes of condensation and the machine kind of pumps a huge amount of air inside and cools it down until it, it uh, condensates into drops and then collects the water in the tank. Then the, the water is um, treated with ultraviolet lights to, to kill remaining bacteria. And, and, and you just open the tap and it's ready, is, is water ready to drink for you uh, after a couple of hours. So there's different size of the machine. Uh, the biggest can produce up to 15,000 liters per day. That's really amazing. That has the size of a container, but it's a huge amount of water. And I, after seeing that, I actually contacted the company in Spain, and I, uh, you know, I, I was able to visit the, the factory and, and meet the inventor. So he showed me, and you know, because I was a bit skeptical when I saw the video, and now it was real. I drank the water. I drank the water from the machine, and uh, everything was real. And he said he wanted to see his 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 machines used in humanitarian projects. So when I went back to Switzerland, I started looking around. And I realized how the refugees were suffering from this crisis. 
which led me to visit a camp last year uh, in September in, in Lebanon, which was near Tripoli. And I, uh, so it was my first time that I went to a, a refugee camp. And I talked to those re Syrian refugees who were in a small camp. It was 147 of them. And uh, what really shocked me first was that 100 of them were children. Like they were between 1 and 12 years old and there was 100 of them. So it was like two-thirds of the camp was well, just children who were unfortunately unable to work. And the water, the camp uh, that was provided by the, the, sorry, the water that was provided by the camp was not really sufficient on a daily basis and it was not really drinkable. It wasn't so safe to drink. So they actually had to buy bottles of water at the local store, but it was kind of expensive for them to go there because they didn't have much job and uh, many of the kids couldn't work. So actually some of them, were a bit forced to to kind of sell, you know, flowers on the streets, uh, Tripoli, and yeah, it was it was pretty, you know, devastating to see. So, I it gave me the idea that yeah, we should bring one of those machines uh, from Enrique, the inventor, to 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 this camp. And it's how it started, and then I started talking about my friends, and uh, yeah, I have a strong support now from a network I'm part of called the, the Global Shapers which is kind of a, a, a sub-network from the World Economic Forum, which um, basically have individuals, young people between 20 and 30, uh, who, who actually have you know, some projects that uh, are uh, aimed to, to have a positive impact for society. And so thanks to that, to that network that I'm part of, I'm able to ask them to, to reshare with them our project and campaign. And so far, a hundred of them have let's to, to share it tomorrow so it's gonna be hopefully pretty big nice so, yeah. you mentioned the machine because uh, i'm just uh, kind of trying to figure out the technology behind it uh yes. you mentioned that it uh absorbs moisture and then it uh turns into into water are there any environmental requirements for it to operate for example does the area need to be uh humid Yes, yeah, so a very good question. I didn't uh, mention details. So this this machine is specifically done, uh, specifically created for being able to create water where there is absolutely no sources of water. There's a lot of uh, machines that could be used that are, I would say, cheaper, like water filtration machine, uh, or we could even talk about desalination machines uh, that that are a bit cheaper than those water generators. But the water generator, I mean, those last two that I mentioned, they need a source of water. Either it's it's a lake, a river, or even a sea for the last type of machine. With the machine that we have, they can be put in the middle of the desert, combined with solar panels, and we can start generating uh, uh, water from you know only 15% of humidity, which is pretty much desert condition. The biggest machine is able to produce around 7,000 liters per per day uh, in, in desert condition. And if you put the same machine in a humid a place it can produce up to 15,000 liters per day. So it really, of course, depends on the environmental conditions. But this machine is one of the few in the world that can produce so much water in such a low level of humidity. That's why uh, it's it's a very impressive device. How do you get people to rally behind an idea like this? I think, uh, you know, I... <laughs> You know, I I, uh, I don't know. I I think um, I think they want to believe in the vision that I have. Uh, 
I think for me, uh, it's important that we are somehow sustainable, you know, self-sustainable. And we should have the basis of what we need to be able to live. Uh, and it should be like a, a right to everyone. Today, in 2018, I need water. I just go there, open my tap, and I have water that I can drink straight from the tap. I mean, we're lucky we have good water in Switzerland. Uh, there's people who have to do that, uh, to get water, they need to walk a lot of kilometers uh, every day. And what they collect is actually dirty water that they bring back for hours and kilometers uh, and, and, you know, kilos on their head uh, and, you know, they get sick. So what I want is a world where, you know, the, te the technology is here to improve the lives of everyone. And we have it today. You know, it's been invented a couple of years ago. It's a bit dusty. Nobody really saw it because the company didn't do so well with the marketing maybe, but it's actually existing for many years and it's, it's, it's a solution to a problem we, we have right now. So what lacks is, is capitals that, you know, goes into this technology and because now it's not mass produced, but it, I think when we, we reach that, uh, this, the, the price can definitely go down and then, and those machines could, you know, be, you know, send all around the world uh, and you know everybody would thanks to them be able to to get water using renewable energies because they can be again powered by by solar energy so basically you have a water fountain that that just need a bit of maintenance time to time but it's really minimum uh, and i can talk about it but it's 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 basically water continuously for years and years just because uh, the machines is there you know <laughs> it's um and um and yeah, you know, the future for me is, is a place where everybody has a house uh, that is autonomous with its own electricity, with its own water, uh, that recycles the water, you know, and that, you know, would maybe allow you to even grow some of your food. Uh, everything should be there for you uh, so you can focus on, uh, you know, things you're passionate about because you don't need to worry about paying your bill, paying your water, paying your food. You already have most of this. You can have a little job, maybe 10, 20% of your time, but then the rest that, you know, that, that would help you to already cover your, 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 your cost. And then the rest of the time you could spend more on what you like, what you want to do. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the world I'm presenting to, to the people who listen to, to what I say. And I think they, they like that and that's why they, they support me. That's a, it's a super impressive uh, machine and congratulations to course for the cause. I'm, I'm surprised that, most people haven't heard about it yet. Uh, and is the plan for the for the Indiegogo campaign and what you're doing as the campaign uh, in the in the next few days? Uh, is the plan to uh, to fund one machine and then just have that as a proof of concept to move forward with with more of them? Exactly. So I, I decided to go with the Indiegogo campaign because. Um, you know, after, right after I discovered the machine, I, I tried to reach, you know, the UNHCR, uh, the Red Cross and such kind of big organization. I tried to talk to the IKEA Foundation too and and the Matt Damon's uh, non-profit, uh, water.org. But, um, you know, I, it's, uh, they were, I mean, I, nobody was there to introduce me to them. So it was like a cold email and I didn't really get much interest. Unfortunately, even though they, they said, oh, that's really interesting technology, you know. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll be back. And I 
I decided, okay, I, I need a pilot. I need something, you know, concrete, small that we can accomplish with, uh, I would say, a low investment and, and, and show that we can. And then I think from there, with the support of the, the shapers and the, the coverage that we hope to have um, uh, after the launch, then, uh, you know, we might hopefully get more donations that will allow us to buy more machines for other camps. And this is a small camp and this is a small machine. The machine you want to buy for them is, is uh, producing 400 liters per day, which kind of covers their daily needs of drinking water. So it's roughly two liters and a half per person in the camp. That's, you know, to drinking, that's that's enough. I mean, even in Switzerland, I don't think I drink two, two liters yeah. and a half. But uh, we're going to start with this. If we get more donation, we can buy a bigger machine. And then, you know, they could have more water per day, which would allow them to maybe do other things, maybe start cooking, you know, washing things. Um, uh, but they can already do that with, with their the, the kind of less less safe water. Um, but yeah, if we have more donation, we can buy a bigger machine or another machine for another camp. And really, uh, I hope that, uh, yeah, people, when they will see that, you know, we can do concrete things, then they will they'll continue to support. So that's really the start of, of hopefully a long journey. But uh, it's still, we're going to see tomorrow. <laughs> that's why it's really exciting. How many people are involved so far in the project? So on on like on the status of the organization, we are three person. There is me, who initiated, and I'm currently the president. There's a, a, another friend from childhood that joined, uh, you know, in the middle as I started pitching around my ideas. And uh, he's also from the my hometown, and he's actually kind of a, from the same neighborhood. So we just need to cross the street <laughs> to meet each other. It's pretty funny. Uh, and I have another guy who joined us. Uh, his name is Chelian. He's uh, he's Turkish, and he's uh, he helped me for a, a hackathon that was uh, themed on the hacking for humanity. And he he kind of helped me to to come up with the plan um, for which we we got the first prize on that uh, hackathon day. And uh, so you know he he decided to help us after that. He's um, actually a project manager, so his his support was really helpful. Uh, but then we have a lot of volunteers. Actually, everybody's volunteers right now. Nobody's getting paid anything. But, uh, you know, there's people who help for the video. There's people who help for, for the sound, the translation. Um, some people help me to write the press release. Uh, and, yeah, you know, ask, uh, some people help me to, to create a nice deck. I mean, <laughs> I would never have been able to do that by myself but but i think yeah you know people are looking for good ideas to support and and i, I think I, I'm, I'm luckily happy to to have one of ones presented them at the right time so yeah you still here or yeah, yeah sorry we lost you for a second we lost you for a second you, uh, you were that there were also a lot of volunteers that were helping you with the video with the sound Yes, with the sound and uh, yeah, for translation and uh, yeah, I was going to, I was saying that, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't have been able to go that far without their help. So I'm really thankful for everybody who contributed, um, you know, the listening um, and the future ones, uh, because it's important. Tomorrow is the World Water Day. Uh, so we, not, we must not forget that not everybody has access to clean water as, as most of us who probably listen to have uh, to this do 
and you know it's uh it's only you know with the machine actually the price of the liter is only 40 40 cents um which is much cheaper than uh you know bottles of water and 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 this is what we pay uh, as the donation to to give to the refugees so we amortize the price of the machine for a year which costs in total 50,000 euros um yeah so yeah I was talking about uh how we we calculated the um, the price of of the the machine so how we amortize and how much we I mean how we came up with the donation kind of uh options uh but basically we the the price of the full installation to be kind of upgrade uh, with the solar panels cost 50,000 euros. And this machine produced roughly a, a hundred thousand, a hundred, sorry, 150,000 liters per year. So we kind of calculated um, on that base uh, how much it would cost uh, to, to provide water for all the refugees uh, uh, per liter. And uh, we arrive at the price of 40 cents per liter. Uh, and of course, it's it's more expensive than if you buy, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, what of what we pay here with tap water, it's like very cheap here, but uh, it's, it's it's still cheaper than buying bottles. And if they buy, if they, if we put the investment for them for the first year, actually after one year, the machine is totally amortized, so it only cost the maintenance, which is as I said, minimum. It's it's less than a hundred euros per year. To change the the air filters, so so really they they will you know we will pay for them the machine and then after they will get kind of water for free for uh, we believe at least twenty years I mean with proper maintenance uh, those machines according to the inventor can go easily over ten years because they are made with uh, you know very solid material like inox they they're supposed to be outside so it's it's machine that uh, cannot rust. Uh, and the, the the inside is 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 really made so that there's there's really uh, nothing that that uh, that needs to be cleaned inside too much. So that's really amazing, uh, and uh, I can't wait to to bring them the the machine. Hopefully, uh, the campaign will end uh, in the around the middle of May, and and we will get the the machine hopefully by uh, you know I would say June or July. So. They could get hopefully the machine like transported and installed uh, August, and if it's late September, so it would be in the middle of summer, uh, and I think they will um, they will love when the machine will arrive. So I'm really looking forward for that. And is that the same camp you mentioned that you visited? Is the machine going to the same camp? Exactly. Yes, that's the camp. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I you know. It's it's at the beginning. I have to admit, when I visited the camp, I thought uh, it it was kind of too small, and because at that time I was like, I want to, I wanted to go really big, um, but then I realized, okay, maybe you know uh, we should, you know, actually, no, it's no, it's it's the one, it's the one I should start with, uh, and actually, yeah, I was touched by the the personal story of, of the the residents, so I'm really happy, uh, especially that there's a lot of kids. Um, I think that's important that they, uh, you know, they, they can spend their time better than having to sell uh, flowers in the street for their parents. Nice. That's incredible. Um, in terms of the Indiegogo campaign that you mentioned, we're going we're gonna to make sure we link out to the show, in the show notes to it as well, of course, so people can check it out. Thank you. Why did you decide to go this route 
why Indiegogo in particular, and how did you go about preparing your submission and the communication about it? So it was a, it was a tough choice, I have to say. Um, well, first of all, Indiegogo is the, the second biggest right after Kickstarter, right? So the only reason why I didn't go to Kickstarter is because they they don't really have they don't accept really project related to causes. So that was one. I wanted to go with the biggest one because I thought that people might have heard of it more. There are other platforms called GoFundMe. Um, you know, there's something called Generosity. There's a couple of, of platforms that uh, are more, I would say, made for nonprofit and causes. Um, but really, for me, it was um, to, to 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 go with you know a big uh, a big platform that that might have, I would say, more traffic. Uh, so we're losing a bit on the percentage because they they take in total, you know, uh, at least uh, Indiegogo take five percent, um, and uh, and the, the the credit card if you add that to that it, it's eight percent, sorry three percent more. So it's eight percent in total. So it's it it pains me, you know, as it is for a nonprofit. I have to say, um, but at the same time, I think the part of the the part of the the pie will be bigger. So I think it's also important to consider that, you know. Um, as, and uh, yeah, so for the submission, you know, it's, uh, it, it took a lot of time. You know, we, I mean, I'm not sure if, can you can I maybe rephrase that question about the submission? Yes. Uh, what was the journey basically to, to preparing it? Uh, what kind of materials you had to prepare in advance? Uh, ah, yeah, okay. How much time did it take? All of that. The whole process behind it. It took a lot of time. We, I, I really started this, I have to say, at the end of, um, of January. I, I went to Davos. I had a chance to go there. Uh, and as I went down, I decided, okay, this is it. Let's start it. So I started talking about, like, to friends. Uh, and we, I, um, you know, I, I, start, I, I quickly set it up. So I, I, I had met by chance people who were doing videos in the past. And I was like... And as a web marketer, I, I look a lot of, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of um, crowdfunding campaign. And it, for me, it is, it's, it's like mandatory that you have a video. There's like no other way around. And, you know, I, uh, I realized how much work it is. I looked at some people doing videos. Uh, I never really realized how hard it was. But, but when I saw some professional on Adobe Premiere and everything, I was like, okay, I'm not going to learn that in two months. So let's uh, hire somebody. So I was lucky one of uh, my um, a neighbor, which uh, live. It's it's funny because he lives in the in the building next to my co-founder. So it's it's really uh, a little town story. And then he he kind of helped me. So he said, "Okay, I'll I'll make you a price, but you have to come up with the script." And I was like, "Dude, I never <laughs> I never wrote a script, man." And he was like, "Dude, uh, you have to." And uh, because you know your story, I cannot write your story. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." So I did, and um, it was something pretty hard because I, we we didn't know which angle, which tone, should it be serious, should it be dramatic, should be should it be fun. Uh, and at the end, we we came up with something that was. A bit of both, uh, with some fun parts uh, to keep the audience kind of, you know, un like not not to bore or not to be over dramatic with what was coming next. So we kind of open with um, a, a bit uh, a, a part of about my story and how I arrived to Switzerland. 
and uh, and and so I think that that kind of is pretty dynamic. We tried to put some music that was uh, a pretty old school, but I, you know, we it's a bit of a wink to the the people who who love uh, let's say old school hip hop music because <laughs> it's my music. Um, but uh, we 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 had a bit of fun doing it and. We wanted to do it like three minutes long, but at the end we it ended like it's like six minutes. But um, people watched it. I asked my friends, and they were like, "Yeah, it's it's a bit long, but you know, we we watched until the end." So that was a good sign. Um, at the end, I believe that the length is is of course can have a, an influence. Um, but after I seen a campaign in the past of a campaign called Connie 2012, who I don't know if you ever. Um, came across this but it was a it was basically a nonprofit who made a video to raise funds for for uh, a campaign a specific campaign and they they managed to raise like 60 million uh, dollars of donations in total which is huge and uh, but the video of the campaign lasted it was like 30 minutes long 30 minutes long in 2012 um, and for me I've always been impressed by this uh, this uh, like campaign because I was I was I never thought you know you could capture so much at, like attention for so long for uh, you know something to to ask for donations so I always kept that in mind when we did our video and it was a bit long I was like you know at the end it's important that uh, the people keep watching until the end doesn't matter if the the length if if the message is good then you know they will they will keep watching and hopefully with those little jokes here and there we keep the people a bit like on uh, board, if I could say, and and keep them watching until the end. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good balance. I watched it until the end. It was uh, it was interesting, definitely. You 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 struck a good balance between uh, being informative and then keeping the engagement up with a bit of humor as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so you know, we we had a lot of discussion with the script. It went back and forth. We we sometimes was not we didn't agree with the co-founder, and you know, he was stubborn. I was stubborn, <laughs> but. At the end, we came up with something. This, we're not like, you know, 100% satisfied. Of course, there's always something to improve. But I think at the end, we were happy that it was over because we had amended so many things. So, many things. Uh, so now I'm focusing purely on uh, trying to, to, you know, contact my friends. It's it's really a hard job. Of, you know, I wake up at 7 a.m. and I'm in front of my PC like, all day long and I have don't my only poses is to eat uh, and you know but I'm contacting really my friends one by one uh, you know telling them hey how are you you know even the one I haven't talked for years like yeah long time and yeah just you know try to redirect them to my campaign and say can you share it tomorrow and you know I think nobody really said no until now and uh, dude I wish I had um I wish I had a clone, like because it's it's a lot of work. Uh, so I have two PCs opened at the same time with you know two screen. I'm I'm going back and forth between Facebook, WhatsApp, emails, uh, and all the social networks also. So it's crazy town right now. But you know I never been so engaged, and I don't see any problem with that. I'm I'm really pumped for tomorrow. You mentioned the good segue. You mentioned a few uh, platforms there. How you? How's the team? Can you take us through how you guys are using other platforms? So you mentioned Facebook, uh, we know Thunderclub, Indiegogo, but what are some of the other ones that you guys are using? Um, 
So specifically for, for we don't really use other tools. Um, we have uh, you know the classic buffer that we use to program some of the posts, but actually uh, so far I've been posting more manually. Um, but we have at least opened an account in uh, you know Facebook, of course, Instagram, Twitter, I, and I share through LinkedIn, but through my personal profile because. It's it's too late to create, um, I would say, a professional page on LinkedIn for Water Inception. And we'll, we will come, but at this stage, I think I have more audience with my, my personal profile. So I decided to do that. Um, and yeah, we have a calendar, you know, we, we made a calendar, uh, very basic on Google Sheet with all the days, what we're going to post, uh, you know, on which social network. So we're building this as we go, you know, we build a bit on the fly. I mean, I, if I had a team, you know, I would be able to do a, a full planification. But at this stage, actually, I, have, I do a lot myself. And um, even the press release, I send them myself uh, today. And I, I had, I had the f actually some friends who helped me also sending it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm touching a bit of everything. Um, because yes, you know most of my my uh, supporters, they uh, even even the my co-founder is not like a hundred percent on water inception because he has another job uh, right now. Uh, so you know I'm handling a lot, but uh, it's fine. I think I can. I mean, the 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 thing I was able to accomplish with the support of the shaper is is actually quite huge. I'm uh, I'm pretty happy. Uh, and I can't wait to see uh, how 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 big it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna go on all the the continents. That's for sure. <laughs> that's already uh, that's already guaranteed. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be like in in the major countries uh, in the world, uh, even in China and Vietnam. I had some some people who helped me to translate uh, to Vietnamese, uh, and hopefully Japanese and Korean, as well as Russian, should be coming soon. So it's uh, it's really it's really a Amazing, and, and all this uh, translation have been provided by volunteers around the world. Uh, so I'm really thankful to them too. No, it's great. You should really appreciate the effort that uh, you, you and everybody who is involved in that is putting into it. And in your experience as a marketer, I'm really curious what what what's the difference between doing marketing for a for-profit and a, for a non-profit organization? It's a tough question, um, but I would say the, the the main I would say a quick difference is I, I think there's many things that are uh, you know the same. You still need to 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 do a you know planification of the publication. You need to know you know set up some targets. You need to 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 choose the right social networks, the right uh, channel. You know, uh, given what you have as as resources. You know, if you have a small team, if you have a big team. Uh, you know what what can be done really changes. So, but I I am proving a bit to the world. But you can do as one person, uh, you can already do a lot. I admit I admit I I actually quite of a networker. So I, I have a lot of contacts myself, and this is very critical in this. Uh, I think in what's going to happen from tomorrow. But um, yeah, uh, at least there's many things that you can do. Even you know if you have only like. You know, two three hundred friends. There's still things you can do with a thunderclap. I chose like the target of two hundred fifty, which is like uh, for medium-sized nonprofit. But if you you small, and you by yourself, you can have a, a hundred uh, as a target, and you can already do something. So, you know, it's uh, 
I would say if all these tools, Thunderclap can be used by nonprofits and, and corporations. This, like you can see advertisement for major companies uh, using Thunderclap as well as major nonprofits and, and small, small like ones like us that's starting. So it's, it's really those tools that can be used in both sides. Now, the way you want to engage your people, um, I would say if, if you spend money on advertisement, because at the end, this is what you can do advertise on facebook on google adwords um you know uh if we start with adwords uh, if you're a non-profit there's a way to get some some credits for google advertisement uh maybe not there but non-profit no but uh, i think if you qualify you can get some some kind of uh advertisement credit for free from google adwords and i've heard it can re uh, be up to ten thousand dollars so i I'm, I'm actually applying for this i haven't got an answer yet but I never really thought about using uh, Google AdWords, actually. But now that we have a video, actually, it could be useful if we can make some push uh, on, on Google, uh, I mean, on YouTube. So we're exploring that, but nothing has been done uh, so far. Um, so that's a disadvantage. If you're a company, you actually have to pay for that the full price. So that's something that um, is different with a nonprofit. And... For, for the other social network like Facebook, um, I've seen big nonprofit using some sponsor sponsor ads uh, like you know the UNSCR they, I mean those are big organizations, the Red Cross they have more means. Um, but for small nonprofit it's like us, it's really hard. So you got to be, I would say a bit more creative. And I think people the advantage of nonprofits is that if the cause is really good and we've seen that with the um, uh, I, I forgot the name, but the water bucket, the ice bucket challenge um, for that nonprofit uh, was a major hit because, you know, it's something everybody could do. It was a huge waste of water, just saying. Um, <laughs> but actually, uh, it, 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 people were engaged and they did something. Um, and, and I think when there's a good reason and something that has a bit of fun, uh, you know, people want to, to kind of support and that's something that maybe corporation might not easily get because at the end they're there to sell something, whereas a nonprofit can sell, you know, a vision, a dream, something that people feel happy to share because it's something they also believe, you know. Um, and and that's a, a, an advantage that nonprofit have. But you have to be, you have to come up with some um, interesting ideas. Um, that really resonate with the people. So we are going to try a, a strategy that I'm happy to share here. And honestly, what's going to be funny is that um, it's before the launch, so we're going to see what happens after in a couple of days when we listen back to this uh, <laughs> podcast. But basically, um, what's going to happen is we are going to try to reach through the social networks, in social influencers, right? So we're going to go after celebrities like actress, um, uh, actors, uh, soccer players, tennis players, you know, people who are kind of influential in their kind of category of celebrities, if you want. And we're going to try to get them to support our project. So we're going to mention them in the post and we're going to ask all our followers, all our supporters to try to, you know, comment and share this message so that they, those celebrities will get notification <laughs> that there's something happening about water and refugees and hopefully you know maybe their team will talk to them I don't know but we're gonna try to make a buzz 
And every day we're going to try to come up with a different category of celebrities and we're going to see how the people react if they're ready to share. Um, but that's, that's the crazy idea I have right now. Um, and this is going to be purely organic. I don't think we're going to engage some, uh, some budget into that. I, I mean, I wouldn't be happy to do this because, you know, I, I would like the people to genuinely see that and share and so that organically it, it can develop. But <clears throat> saying that, I'm also a web marketer and I know that <clears throat> if you want to get more exposure, you need also to, to put, because of the algorithm of Facebook, unfortunately, you need to, to actually pay a bit to get to see more people. So I would say I would maybe do that if I see the people are not sharing enough or maybe, you know, I, but I, I don't know. I, I am positive and I'm really optimistic that we might not have to do that because already a lot of, I had a lot of people like friends sharing, sharing uh, on all the social media. And I have the feeling that tomorrow for the big launch, it's, it's going to go fight and far and wide. I mean, so, Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. That's really incredible. Uh, where can people find out more about the whole initiative, about you as well, about the campaign? Uh, so the easy, easiest way is to go to waterinception.org uh, <clears throat> because from there you can you can have a link to the Indiegogo campaign um, and there's a bit of information about <clears throat> not our technologies, uh, if, but not too much. Um, and uh, But yeah, there's, there's a contact form if you want to ask questions. Um, if, if not, you can go to Indiegogo and, and search uh, water, water for Refugees um, and it, it should come up. So um, that's the main way to contribute. Uh, if you can make a donation, that's amazing. And I, I thank you in advance for that. But if you, you, you're a bit tight, um, you can always share it. Help us by sharing it. Sharing is caring. Just share it with the hashtag uh, water for refugees uh, and just spread it to your friends so that uh, we can bring uh, this, this water generators to, to the refugees. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, we would appreciate your support by liking, rating, subscribing to the Early Days podcast. It means a lot to us. This program is produced and hosted by me and Julian. We're Dulo. We make non-iron dress shirts from performance fabrics. If you want to learn more, head over to wearedulo.com. That's W-E-A-R-D-U-L-O.com. And take a look at our products, our story, and the journey of building the business. Until next time, bye-bye.